In the world of finance and accounting, clarity is king and precision reigns supreme. Yet lurking in the realm of accounts payable are some persistent misconceptions that, if left unaddressed, can undermine financial operations and compromise organizational success. Let's dive in and separate fact from fiction, myths from reality, so your accounts payable function will be a shining example marrying best practices and operational efficiency to produce the most effective operation. Make sure you stick around until the end when we discuss the one misconception that trips up far too many. Hey guys, I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now, the place you go for all the latest business intelligence if you work in, manage, or have responsibility for the accounts payable function. Misconception number one, how hard can it be to work in accounts payable? You get an invoice, you pay an invoice, right? Reality, wrong. If you take that approach, you will be paying about 25% of your invoices twice because that's the estimate of how many invoices are currently being sent twice. And I don't think your organization can afford that. What's more, a few crafty suppliers will realize that you're paying anything that comes in over the transom and they'll start sending more copies. What's more, with this approach, you'll also end up paying fraudulent invoices. So no, you can't just pay whatever comes in. You need to make sure what you are paying is correct because surprise, surprise, many invoices are wrong. Misconception number two. The fact that my accounting system will not take duplicate invoice numbers protects us against making duplicate payments and we don't have to do any additional checking. Reality. The fact that my accounting system will not take duplicate invoice numbers protects against duplicate payments only works in theory. It sounds like it should be the silver bullet, but sadly it's not. The reality is painfully different as processor find ways to trick the system into accepting an invoice a second time. They'll either add a dot or a dash or a space at the end of the um, invoice number, and then they will force it through. Okay, not necessarily a good thing when it comes to stopping duplicate payments. Additionally, this control only works if the invoice number was entered correctly the first time. As more and more invoices are processed electronically, this control should work better, but not perfectly. Misconception number three, our vendors return all duplicate and erroneous payments immediately. Reality. The sad reality is few vendors return any duplicate and erroneous payments. Um, at 99% of those companies, they become the infamous credits that your accounts payable staff will so digitally uh, work for. And when they become a credit, sometimes the supplier will send a credit memo, sometimes they won't. If they send the credit memo, maybe it will make it down to accounts payable, maybe it won't. So your best um, bet is to avoid making those duplicate payments in the first place, okay? Because vendors basically do not return duplicates. Misconception number four, since we have detailed instructions for our processes, we don't have to periodically check their work. Reality, while detailed instructions for your processes are a good starting point, that's all they are. If you don't periodically check their work, shortcuts will potentially slip in, leading to inaccuracies, duplicate payments, etc. So periodically check. Misconception number five, our management team would never pay for any of our staff to attend a conference, a webinar, um, etc. Reality, many professionals are stunned to find out that their management staff would pay for them to get additional learning. And in fact, they see this as a positive sign that you're asking. So don't assume you're going to be returned down. Make your case for whatever educational 
endeavor you want to attend or participate in, be it online or live, and see what happens. All they can say is no. Misconception number six, electronic invoicing solutions are not for us. They are way too expensive. Reality. That used to be true, but not anymore. The price of electronic invoicing solutions has come down tremendously. Uh, Many are pay-as-you-go, and if you haven't investigated, you may be surprised to find out just what's out there, how user-friendly they are, and how affordable they are. Misconception number seven. We issue 1099s, probably not all that we should, but this should be good enough for the IRS if we're audited, right? Reality, wrong. Not surprisingly, the IRS expects every organization to issue every 1099 it's supposed to. Its reaction will not be pleasant if they discovered you've been slipshod in your uh, practices during an audit. Um, There'll be fines, there'll be penalties. Um, You could even be liable for income taxes that weren't paid. So absolutely, your 1099 Act has to be 100% accurate. 80, 85% doesn't work. Misconception number eight, the best practice for uncashed checks is to write them off for miscellaneous income. Hopefully you don't think that. The reality is it is a worse practice to write uncashed checks off against miscellaneous income. If you are subject to a state unclaimed property audit, it is the first thing the auditors will look for, look at as part of their audits um, because they know companies use this awful practice. So do not do that. Misconception number nine, fraud is something that happens at other companies. It would never happen here. We're too big. Nobody would dare steal from us or try and steal from us. Reality, criminals don't discriminate. Being a large company just means there are more for the crooks potentially to get their hands on. Um, And it's up to you to make sure it doesn't happen. They will absolutely come after you regardless of size. Misconception number 10. Fraud is something that happens at other companies. It couldn't happen here. We're too small. We don't have enough money. Nobody would be interested in us. Again, reality. Criminals don't discriminate. They also know that sometimes smaller companies have weaker control, and therefore smaller companies make a prime target. Misconception number 11. We don't make electronic payments, so we don't have to worry about new frauds. Reality. The new frauds related to electronic payments have nothing to do with how you make payments and everything to do with your internal controls and how you treat your bank accounts. So don't be lulled into that old chestnut. Everyone needs to protect themselves. Misconception number 12, we use positive pay so we are completely protected against fraud. Wrong. Reality, positive pay protects against most but not all types of check fraud, but that is it. It does not protect you against all the other types of electronic payment fraud and all the other new innovations that criminals have come up with. So, yes, use positive pay um, for your checks. It is highly recommended, but realize that it is just the first step or should be just the first step in your organization's fraud prevention and detection program. You've got to do a lot of other things as well. Misconception number 13. Of course, management knows I'm interested in career advancement. I don't need to tell them. Reality. It is a serious mistake to assume that management knows you're interested in advancing your career. You absolutely have to tell them. Too often, management will assume that a good employee is happy in their position and they're doing a good job, so they don't consider that person for a promotion. Of course, and of course, you want to be promoted. So make your wishes known, but make it known in a professional manner. 
um, this the annual review is a good time to share your wishes to let everyone know that yes, I'm interested in being promoted. You can't wait until there's uh, an opportunity and they promote someone else and then go in and say, hey, I wanted to be considered for that job because if you do, you know, the damage is done, so to speak. They've already given it to someone else. And even if you would have been the best candidate and they would have loved to have you, if they think you're not interested, you won't get the opportunity. So make sure in a very professional manner, you let them know. Misconception number 14. Our employees have good common sense, so therefore we don't need a detailed travel and entertainment policy telling them what they should and should not do and what we'll reimburse for. Reality. Most employees do have good common sense, but unfortunately there are a few who don't. And that's why a long, detailed travel and entertainment expense reimbursement policy to, to telling them exactly what you'll reimburse and what you won't is a best practice. Without that policy, you are hard put to uh, deny uh, a claim because it, you know it doesn't conform to what you you uh, expect. So, detailed make the policy as detailed as possible and share it with as many people as possible. Don't forget that admins typically will do expense reports for uh, some of your executives, so you need to make sure that they have it as well, so they know what they can do and what they what they can put in for and what they can't. Misconception number fifteen. A few of our managers allow their employees to take their spouses to dinner and expense it to the company. It doesn't really matter because there's only a few who do this and no one will find out. Reality. This is more of a problem than you might imagine when even one manager allows employees to take spouses to dinner and expenses. For starters, these things never stay secret. Word of it spreads like wildflower and impacts employee morale in a good, not in a good way. What's more is a few people think, well, if he can have it, why not me? And you know what? To a certain extent, they're right. But that's not the least of your problems. The IRS does not consider this a deductible expense, and it would not meet the guidelines for an accountable plan. Um, so uh, a better approach would be to stick, strictly prohibit this type of reimbursement in the company travel and entertainment policy. And remember, one of the requirements when you uh, document a meal and entertainment expenses is that you list out who attended and what their titles were and what the relationship is to the company. Because in order to reimburse for um, such expenses, there needs to be a business purpose. Misconception number 16, our VP of operations recently retired and is collecting his pension. He never really left. He continues to do the same job, only we pay him now on a 1099 instead of a W-2. The IRS really won't care because he's paying all his taxes. Reality. The IRS is the one who sets the rules as to whether someone is an employee or an independent contractor. Companies that allow executives to re retire or they outplace them and then hire them back doing the same job, paying them on a 1099 instead of a W-2, according big IRS trouble. So if somebody tries to do this, point this out. Misconception number seven. When a vendor doesn't charge a sales tax, we simply add it to our payment. That way we don't have to mess with use tax and the states will still get their money. Everybody should be happy. Reality, this is not the way it works. Vendors who don't charge sales tax typically don't do so because they also aren't required to do so. Usually that is either because the item is taxable, which is not a problem, or they don't have nexus in the state in question, and that is a problem. If they don't have nexus, they will not be able to collect and remit your money, and you still owe it as use tax. Should you be audited, the state will expect you to pay this tax. 
whether or not you are reimbursed by the vendor is not the state's concern. What's more is in all likelihood, the vendor took that money and then gave you a credit and you're sitting with a credit memo on your books um, with that vendor, but they did not turn it over to the state as you would have liked. Misconception 18. We have an associate who processes invoices three times as fast as the others. She doesn't stick to our coding standard, but we figure the few errors she might introduce are more than made up for by her speed. Reality. One serious mistake will wipe out any savings you may have accrued thanks to this associate who processes faster than the others. It is imperative that everyone stick to your coding standard. This is your best way of identifying potentially duplicate payments. Misconception number 19, paying only from an original invoice will protect us completely against making a duplicate payment. Reality, paying only from an original invoice used to be a great way back in the day to protect against duplicate payments. However, technology has made this approach meaningless. Today, you can have many original looking invoices, think about PDFs, and end up paying the same invoice numerous times if you took this approach. So you need to look for other ways to guard against making duplicate payments. Misconception 20. Keeping processes in the same position over the long haul is a good idea. This way they get to know the vendor staff intimately and can resolve discrepancies faster. Now the reality is keeping position processes in the same position over the long haul has some obvious benefits, which we've already discussed but it has one overriding deficiency. And this kind of trumps anything else that we've talked about. Um, And it's why we recommend, and as do most fraud experts, that processes be rotated. When an associate works on account for a long time, they become friendly with the person handling the account for your suppliers. That's a good thing, especially if there's a problem. But it also makes collusion for fraud easier. Okay, And sometimes the two will collude to defraud one of their employers or both of them. That's why job rotation has become such a hot issue. Job rotation is something that any organization with more than one processor can do on a regular basis and is fast becoming a recommended best practice. And then, by the way, you have some backup. Don't forget that. Misconception number 21. My employees, our employees would never steal from us. Reality, most of the time you're right. Most employees would never steal from you. Unfortunately, a few would. Identifying those few bad apples is never easy. Hence, strong internal controls, appropriate separation of duties are recommended in any accounts payable function. Too often when there's a fraud, an internal fraud, an occupational fraud, it is committed by a long-term trusted employee and the company is absolutely horrified when it comes to light. But what has happened is because they've trusted this employee, Joe's been with us forever, Jane's been with us forever, they never take vacation, um, companies will tend to allow controls to be weakened around uh, tasks performed by these, these individuals and then they take advantage of it and the company pays the price. Not all the time, obviously, just occasionally, but when it happens, it's a real eye-opener. Misconception number 22, AI, artificial intelligence, is going to take over the accounts payable function, the entire thing, and the company won't need an accounts payable staff. Maybe that'll happen in 30 or 40 years, but for now, AI is proving to be a valuable aid or tool to anyone who works in accounts payable or accounting, but it is not taking jobs. We are decades away from that happening if it ever happens. Keep in mind, AI is projected by most experts to create more jobs than it eliminated, just like personal computers did. 
Now, misconceptions often lead to the use of weak practice incident accounts payable that if they go unchecked, further erode your bottom line. Weak practices are more prevalent than you might think. That's why we recently did a short video on some of the more common weak practices still in use, even though they shouldn't be. You can watch it right now using the link that will appear momentarily on your YouTube screen and is in the description below. As always, I appreciate your likes, your shares, your comments, and your subscribes.